listening to This Ghost Talks Podcast with your host, Chris Given. to have you here for episode number two of this ghost talks i'm your host chris given and today this ghost is talking about reincarnation so what are my thoughts on the subject well for one it's real we do reincarnate over and over again like kids that can't wait to get back on their favorite roller coaster but i want to talk for a moment directly to those who still have the belief because it's not just an idea to them that you only live once Most people who believe that also believe in life after death to some degree, that we return to whence we came, back to the start before our current life began. Now, I'm a Virgo, and if you know anything about Virgos, it's that we are very logical. You could say that we are the Vulcans of the human race, and I simply don't see the logic in the one life to live mentality. Where's the logic in thinking the soul can't do again what it is doing right now as evidenced by your current physical existence. And the funny part is, these people also believe that God gave us free will. She did, of course, but you've been programmed through religion to deny the truth when it applies to anything self-empowering. The idea of reincarnation is a dangerous one for the church because they control through fear and they need you to have a reason to need them. The truth is, you don't. You don't need the church. You don't need religion. You don't need to take the Bible with over its 300 contradictions as gospel. And you don't need to be afraid to fail at life. All failure leads to success eventually. In life, we say, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Sounds like an excellent slogan for reincarnation and the soul. Even Carl Sagan, the late astronomer and astrobiologist, once said, There are three claims in the parapsychology field which, in my opinion, deserve serious study, with one being that young children sometimes report details of a previous life which upon checking turn out to be accurate and which they could not have known about in any other way than reincarnation. One such story is about a three-year-old boy who not only remembered his past life, He remembered that he was murdered, located his body and the murder weapon, and he fingered the person who killed him, who was still alive at the time. It was his old neighbor, and the boy literally walked up to him, named him, and said, I used to be your neighbor, we had a fight, and you killed me with an axe. The three-year-old then stated, I even know where he buried my body. The boy led a group of people, including the accused, to a pile of rocks and said, He buried my body under these stones and the axe over there. The man's face reportedly went as white as the driven snow, and he confessed to the murder. There was even a book published including this story called Children Who Have Lived Before. So, this story shows us that not only do we reincarnate, but that we can do it very quickly. Some souls take a break between lives and others get back on the horse, so to speak, right away. 
Some souls who decide to get right back on the ride of life quickly are souls that didn't finish what they came here to do in the previous life. Some of those souls took their own life. Suicide is seen by many as a grave sin. Some even think that you'll automatically go to a fictional place called hell if you do it. I should mention here that there's no such thing as sin, but I'll talk about that later. Do you want to know what I think suicide is? Let me explain it this way. Have you ever been to a water park and seen one of those slides that go straight down? You know, the ones that literally free fall for a bit and go super fast. Yeah, those scary ones. I know they're scary because I went on one once. Now, have you ever seen anybody wait in line to go on it only to get to right to the front of the line and then just nope right out of it and walk back down the stairs? That is what suicide is. It's just a young soul noping out of a scary ride. Don't worry, they will get back on with a little encouragement. Some souls are a little timid coming here and others are thrill seekers who can't wait to get back on the ride and do it so fast they become their own grandchildren. Here's the thing about life here on earth. You are seen as very brave for coming here. You are a rock star to many souls. It doesn't matter what you do in life. You could have the most mundane life here you could imagine. And you are still doing something that most souls won't even consider. Imagine being stuck inside a body for years, forgetting your divinity, having to use words to communicate, having to eat to survive. Well, most souls come here for the food, so there's that. But the point is it's very, very, very limiting to an unlimited soul, which is very scary. You want to know what the most scary thought to a soul is who's about to incarnate? It's that it will last forever. This is why we have guaranteed our exit from the game whenever we wish. Your ego may not like what I'm about to say, but when it's your time to leave the game, there's nothing it can do to stop it. When it's your time, it's your time. And who decides when it's your time? Well, you do, of course. I want you to take your finger and draw a figure eight in the air and keep tracking it along that infinite loop for a second. And in your mind, say, into form, through form, and out of form. Into form, through form, and out of form. That is what we are doing, have done, and will always do as souls. The figure eight is the symbol for infinity, but it also works to describe reincarnation, which in turn goes in hand in hand with unity. But, but, what about the end times I hear people cry? Well, we've all heard about the concept of the end times. Well, I think it's bunk. Remember, it's life everlasting forever and ever. Amen. This isn't something promised to us. It's something we are. Forever is a hard concept to wrap your head around, but time doesn't exist. It's just part of the game. Everyone wants to be the special generation that witnesses the end. Why would we want it to end? I'm telling you now, our souls love every moment of it. And were it to end here on Earth, your soul would just continue to incarnate on other worlds or on other Earths in different dimensions. It can end for any of you when you just simply choose not to come back. That's free will. So, own it. Now, I want to digress for a moment. In my previous episode, I touched on the idea that there are no victims. And I just thought of an example that applies to me. 
We ask why souls come here to experience things we would describe as negative or bad. Truth is, there is no good or bad, but here's my case. When I was a kid, I was struck on the ear while attempting to dodge a hit baseball while on the pitcher's mound. Ever since then, I've had tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears. Now, I've lived with it for over 35 years now, and one could ask why a soul would choose to experience something like this for so long. I've used the word understand many times, but I feel that doesn't quite describe it right because your soul perfectly understands many of the concepts way better than your ego ever could. So I'll use the word appreciate here. I've come here to distance myself from something as simple as absolute silence so that I can better appreciate it. The first thing I want to hear when I die is nothing at all. A few moments of absolute silence will be like tasting your favorite dish times 1,000. And for others, they choose the opposite. They choose to come here and experience not hearing at all. And imagine how awesome it'll be for them to hear again. How much they will appreciate it. If you want to get a taste of the emotional joy someone feels when experiencing something they have not in a long time, just go on YouTube and look up videos of people experience color for the first time and try not to cry because you will feel their joy. And I use the words a long time for a reason, because people who are having a life right now who cannot hear or cannot see have heard and seen before in previous lives and will do so again in future lives. What about someone who is paralyzed from the neck down? Can you imagine the level of appreciation that person will have when they experience physical movement again? something most of us take for granted. How many souls have given themselves a gift of appreciation like these? All of them. We all have stories like this. We get on the ride for the thrill of it, and we appreciate all of it as souls. Remember, nothing bad happens to your soul. Your soul, or if you want to describe it as your energy or essence or just being, can't be hurt in any way. It can't be destroyed, it can't be injured, and it can't not exist. It just is. Everything else is Play-Doh for the soul's creative imagination. We are like children playing in the sandbox of life. That's the truth of it. Speaking about the truth, well, let's talk about the truth for a second. The truth is subjective, at least here in the realm of the relative. There are many truths, as there are souls in the physical plane. Truth is not only something you know, it's something you feel. When you hear something that sounds truthful, your soul screams yes, and even your ego feels it, although your ego might deny it if the truth contributes to its death. You can feel when someone is telling the truth. You know why? It's because when you hear something that rings true for you, the idea being presented matches your energy, and so it feels right. Just monitor how you feel when you listen to some of the things I have to say, because you will feel the difference when you agree with some of my ideas and when you don't. Take with you what feels right, because that's exactly what you need, and leave behind that which doesn't. When I say the words, the truth is, I'm really saying, my truth is. It doesn't have to be your truth, and that's perfectly okay. My way of thinking is not a better way, it's just a different way. One of my favorite book series has been Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. It's a book conversation with God using automatic writing 
which is a psychic ability allowing a person to produce written words without consciously writing. The words arise from the connection to the source. And this is something we can all do despite thinking otherwise. You can have a similar conversation with God as well. Most of you have talked to God. That's the easy part. How many of you actually listen to the replies? I've read it multiple times, and many of the messages in those books rang true for me, and I highly recommend you take the time to read them. In book one, when the question arises about whether reincarnation exists or not, this was the reply. It is difficult to believe there is still a question about this. I find it hard to imagine. There have been so many reports from thoroughly reliable sources of past life experiences Some of these people have brought back strikingly detailed descriptions of events and such completely verifiable data as to eliminate any possibility that they were making it up or had contrived to somehow deceive researchers and loved ones. In your past lives, you have been everything in them. A king, a queen, a serf, a teacher, a student, a master, a male, a female, a warrior, a pacifist, a hero and a coward, a killer and a savior, a sage and a fool. You have been all of it. End quote. This takes us back to judge not lest ye be judged, because if in this current life you think of yourself and others think of you as a good person, that doesn't mean you were all that good before or will be considered all that good in the future. Keep in mind that good and bad are just labels we use to describe things we like and dislike in the realm of the relative and has absolutely nothing to do with your soul. Neil then asked God, Does karmic debt exist? And the response he got was, No, there is no such thing as karmic debt. Not in the sense that you mean in this question. A debt is something you must or should be repaid. You are not obliged to do anything. Still, there are certain things that you do want to do and choose to experience. And some of these choices hinge on the desire for them has been created by what you have experienced before. That is as close as words can come to the thing you call karma. If karma is the innate desire to be better, to be bigger, to evolve and to grow, and to look at past events and experiences as a measure of that, then yes, Karma does exist, but it does not require anything. Nothing is ever required. You are, as always you have been, a being of free choice. End quote. Boy, that sounds familiar. You don't have to be a child to remember your past lives. In fact, you carry all of them with you and can access that information via past life regression. There have been many studies on the subject and many people have been regressed to uncover their past lives. You not only have a life here in the physical realm, you have one while you're out of your body as well. One of the books I read on that subject is fascinating and it's called Journey of Souls and it uses hypnotherapy to explore life between lives. Remember when I said into form, through form and out of form? We have a very vibrant and busy life during the out-of-form part. So busy, in fact, that we don't need sleep like we do here in the physical. Every moment in the non-physical is a conscious moment. It's like being at your most wide awake and most rested all the time, but with far greater mental focus and capabilities. 
You can be in multiple places at once. You can carry on multiple conversations at the same time. You can move at the speed of thought. And you can create environments that are very real and very physical to you and others in an instant. And you can do so much more, it would astound you. Gods are only limited by their imagination. But knowing this, you can see how limiting it is when we enter physical form and then forget about all those other capabilities I just mentioned. If you remembered fully and accepted fully who and what you are, then you would be able to defy gravity with a single thought. So what have we learned here? There's no such thing as good and bad that quote-unquote bad people offer us a gift by showing the world how bad we can be, and by this measure the rest of us can choose who and what we want to be in relation to it. The same can be said for very good people. The bar is set very low and very high, and we measure who we are in relationship to those bars. Karma is a desire to grow, but it's definitely not a bitch. You have free will as always. You are here by choice, you will leave by choice. You are here before, you are here now, and you will be here again. You are an immortal spiritual being having a temporary human experience. You are playing the game of life, and one of the rules of the game is that you forget who you are as a total being so that you can experience life again as if for the first time. I have time for one more quick story of a child who remembered his past life. Sam Taylor is a boy who claimed he used to be his own grandfather. His grandfather died 18 months before he was born, and despite the details he remembered, his parents were skeptical. That is, until Sam told his father that, When I was your age, I used to change your diapers. Sam went on to tell his family details about his grandfather's life he couldn't have possibly known, and they were all true. So what do you think about reincarnation? Do you think it's true? Have you given it much thought? Do you think you'll come back as a future member of your current family? Or have you had enough of this game we call life? It's your choice as always. It's always your choice. That's all I've got for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll leave you with this thought. Have you ever had a deja vu? Here's the definition of a deja vu. It's the feeling that one has lived through the present situation before. The phrase translates literally as already seen. And I can't wait to see you again in my next episode when I talk about something I love dearly. And it's called Bitcoin. Bye for now.